Aloha, everybody, and welcome back to the High Connect podcast, the podcast where we just casually open up a sneaker store and become the biggest sneaker store in Hawaii. <laughs> Our guest today is actually the biggest sneaker store in Hawaii and probably the biggest sneaker store in the Pacific, no matter what. Like, it's it's massive. If you guys haven't heard of Truist Hawaii before, uh, we got John, the shop owner, here today, and he's just going to talk to us about his uh, starting, humble beginnings of starting the shop and just really his experiences with starting up the shop, having like a social media presence, I think a very massive one. I, what did you follow account at? It's 100 something, right? 100 something thousand. Um, I you think so. You don't even check. 116,000. <laughs> okay, right on. Yeah. So yeah, super massive. Uh, and yeah, oh. thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for coming in, John. <laughs> How you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank You're you. You're doing great. Yeah, awesome, man. You. Yeah. I, what's nice. Me. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, what's nice is um a couple of the people that have already watched my channel and stuff, the YouTube side, at least they've seen you on a couple of episodes already because we have shot a couple vlogs. I would say like maybe four or five in the shop. Did a couple like sneaker shopping things. I think we looked at the most expensive shoes you guys have in the shop. So they kind of seen you in the background, but I like the podcast setup because I feel like um, when we're talking in like the videos, it's it's a lot different than what we can get on a podcast. You know, like right. we don't really talk about like the beginnings of Truist or like what it took to start up a sneaker shop. And right. uh, a lot of the listeners on here, they're primarily like, uh, you know, sneakerheads because they're people that followed my stuff and now they're listening to the podcast. So they, I'm sure they have a lot of questions. I also have a lot of questions. Uh-oh. You ready to get into it? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So Truist started up when? In like 2012 or something, right? Uh, the idea 2012, but oh, okay. our grand opening was 2013. 2013. Yeah. Okay. And you've been at that same shop on King Street for the entire time. The last for the entire years. time. Yeah. Eight years, man. That's blessing. Yeah. yeah. That's a huge blessing. So I think I've seen like older pictures where you just started off and you were like doing a mixture of like selling like a uh, local clothing or like collaborating with like local people selling their clothing in your shop. And then you had a couple sneakers here and there. It was definitely not what it looked like today. Right. 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 Very empty. Oh, okay. So what was your thought process behind starting it and like what was your goals I guess? I don't know. I mean, now that we now that I have a chance to think about it, mm-hmm. I guess compared to opening up a shop now, I guess people get a sense of how to open it now cuz there's so many stores that opened up already. Right. So I guess new business owner now, I, I guess they know how to kind of it's easier shape their, yeah it's easier i guess right because yeah. there's there's kind of people that use paved that word, the way right no no i feel yeah. you yeah you're it very is much humble easier guy. but w- when we started it was kind of like a blank slate who knows right uh, my kinda... wife was the one that you know designed everything in there and stuff like that so. right but in terms of product yeah it was it was a long time coming yeah so okay so back in 2013 when you guys first opened is that when did riff la and like you know soul supremacy and those guys open was that around the same time like everybody kind of started opening shops at the same time or are they a lot older do you know? Oh yeah, Riff. Riff was a long time. Oh, okay. I, think, I would say like four to five years before us. Oh, okay. So still think, kind of like not not super early, you know? It wasn't like early 2000s or uh, it was kind of like later still. Yeah, yeah. Because I think me and my wife lived in LA for a long time. Right, so that's right. we used to always drive past Riff LA um, before we moved back home for Truist. So oh, okay. Riff was always been there and Flight Club was on the other side of Hollywood. So right. it was just those two. Just those two. Um, and a few other small shops that are not around anymore. But yeah, it was just those two cats. Yeah. That's crazy. Because then dogs. when you go to Melrose after, there's like a One billion. Every other store. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. And Soul Supremacy was, I think the presence was there. But they were mostly on eBay, I believe, at that oh, time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, exactly what you said. Everybody was still trying to figure it out then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, a lot yeah. of touch and go. And, like, nowadays, I feel like there's a pretty good amount mm. of sneaker shops all over the place. But it feels like they're starting to, like, downtrend and people are starting to go more online and not really too much brick and mortar. 
because I'm sure you know, brick and mortar is a tough grind, right? Having like a physical location for a sneaker shop. It is, yeah. It's it's really tough. Yeah. It's, yeah. I it's actually tough. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I know. And so yeah, I was yeah, actually yeah. just talking with uh, Tasha. You know Tasha, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we were just talking with Tasha on the other podcast, and she said she had a sneaker shop in Vegas for a little bit, like one or two years or something. She did. Yeah. yeah so she, did. she mentioned that one of the biggest challenges about having a brick and mortar, and something I didn't really think about is you have to deal with like break-ins like you had to do before right break-ins theft robbery vandalism all of these things that people don't really like think about but these are factors that you have to worry about right yeah and when we first opened i didn't even think anything of it um i thought moving back to hawaii because when i left hawaii it wasn't it was to me it was safe Mm. there wasn't like known break-ins going around social media wasn't around so we didn't see all the break-ins Stolen right, stuff on Facebook wasn't here, so we didn't know all the petty crimes going on. So, right in my mind, I thought Hawaii was like the safest place on in the world. You know, it should be. So, but so I didn't even think about break-ins at that time, opening oh, up the gosh. shop. So Obviously for like about a couple years, right? And I mean that, and that's the problem is like there has been a shift. It seems like we've we've actually done I think a video showing like some of the uh, footage of actually one of your break-ins that happened like two. Oh yeah, yeah, year. last year, last yeah, year, last yeah. year, yeah. That was Just the a horrible one. thing to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thankfully, like you have a lot of precautions in place, which is nice. You know, some sneaker stores like they don't have like you know the protection that you guys have for your shop. I like that you're very proactive with that. Even if it is Hawaii, is still relatively safe. Yeah, you guys take it serious, which is good. Garu now, yeah, yeah. But we tried our best to do everything, yeah. I think I think we got blessed last year. Yeah, very lucky, yeah. And I, th- what's good is that you, um, it's more not a concern for, well, I guess it, you're concerned about your shop, but more so I feel like you're doing it more because you're trying to protect the consigners, right? Because that's like the lifeblood, I would assume, of your guys' business. That's probably the biggest part of my anxiety. Oh, know? really? Because the product is not ours, and people think it's so easy. Oh, just put on insurance, put on insurance. But no, it's not that easy to put anything on insurance. Right. You know? Right. Um, but yeah, that's part of probably the biggest anxiety level of just other people's property being like, you know, if yeah. someone wants to break in and cause it's not yours. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and because of you, you're like, a lot of people don't know this that are listening probably, but I've had a, you know, I've known John for like the last four or five years now. Uh, he's a very humble guy and he is very caring for the uh, consigners. Like you guys don't even understand. Like he keeps everything super confidential about the consigners. He's always looking uh, like to protect them, you know, make sure their assets are safe. Uh, and even when we have like a natural, uh, natural disasters and stuff in Hawaii, like flooding or like, oh, man, those are other things you have to worry about. Like hurricanes, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I've, seeing pictures, man. You had like the sandbags in front of your guys' store, yeah. making sure it doesn't come in. <laughs> that was last year, right? Yeah, and you had, to take, all of the, you had to take all the shoes off the, off the shelf, right? And take everything That time off. we didn't because we had just reopened after the first lockdown. Oh. So everything was still out. Oh, man. and Because it's so sudden. So you just, you couldn't have time to prepare, I guess, even really. I mean, I mean, it was supposed to be a, what, a category four. It was Something supposed like to that. fly right over us, right? right? Yeah. And was I wasn't dangerous. even thinking about. I thought it was just going to flood a little bit, like in my picture. Right, right, right. But seeing like a Category 1 in Florida a couple months ago or something, it was like the waters were like... Crazy, yeah. Like six feet kind yeah, of. Dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. So my sandbags was not going to be stopping that <laughs> yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, if it so. hit, it was going to hit, you know? So, so yeah, That man, thing you can't yeah. really predict, but oh I mean, gosh. you try your best, which is nice. So, yeah, that that's good to see, man. And honestly, I'm just <clears> very <throat> proud and I'm very happy that like, you know, Truist has been a staple of Hawaii, like... One of the things that I see a lot in the comments of people that message me and stuff, they're like, hey, I'm uh, taking a trip to Hawaii, any sneaker stores that I need to check out. And I always recommend Truist right off the bat. But then when I really deep dive into it, and I'm you. like, what other shops are there? They're 
there's a couple, you know, like uh, Original Grail and like a couple others, but yeah. not not to the level of Truist, which that that's a testament to what you guys did, man. Like I saw pictures of the early storefront, so little, like few shoes, like maybe twenty to fifty pairs. Now you guys got. What is your what is the number of like uh, stock you guys have? It's got to be in the thousands. It's a lot. It's a lot of pairs, man. I don't even know. Yeah. Exactly. There's a lot of uh, skew skew no, numbers on there. <laughs> a lot more though. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. A lot so more, yeah. you've come a long way, and I think this is what I kind of wanted to talk to you about. Do you attribute a lot of that to success to like the social media scene taking off? Because one of the things that I see from you guys is you guys get reposted on like hype beast complex and stuff all the time, your pictures and stuff, because it's just stuff you don't see. So do you think that played a factor in your guys' growth over time? Yes. Um, Cause we did not invest in marketing or advertising or anything like that. Like we just, uh, when just opened up and social media just, I guess, Kind of started, right? Instagram was kind of like on the rise. Yeah. So Tasha was mentioning Instagram started in 2011. So okay. by 2013, it was like kind of getting picking up steam. Still grasping yeah. the popularity. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, social media definitely helped us. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. Okay. Right 100%. on. Because yeah. one of the things that I've noticed about your um your feed or your Instagram feed, you got like over 10,000 posts, my man. <laughs> that's so much posts. I know. That's a lot. And you guys, well, because you guys invest a lot of time into it because it, it seems like it's a priority. You guys post at least two or three pictures a day, which is. Um, I try to. Right. Yeah. Sometimes none. Sometimes one. Yeah. Sometimes but at least five. you try to get something out there and you're very consistent with it. It's not like you're oh, off okay. the grid for like a week or something, which is what I noticed. Right. Yeah. Which is really good. Um, The other thing that I, I always uh, mention and why I think there's some great success that you guys have as well is. um. One thing that I see that you do that other sneaker shops and stuff in the mainland don't do is you actually request like, oh, do you want to take a picture when pe- somebody purchases shoes and stuff? And then you repost them, which is really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. When, when do you guys start doing that? Because I think that's a really unique thing that a lot of sneaker shops should do. It's like showing appreciation to the customer. Yeah. But it also helps with like going viral a little bit, too. I mean, what was the question? Like when, when it started? Or or? When, yeah. When did you start like thinking about reposting people? Because I don't, I've never seen anybody else do that. Like it sneaker was, store wise. It was a long time ago. Yeah. So you kind of knew right away. Start, started taking pictures of our customers that had bought stuff. First, it started off with people that I thought was, I guess, known. I mean, right, you know, right. more, a little bit more, uh, how do I say it? I guess, you know, like if a celebrity comes in, Exa- then, yeah. then we take picture of them, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And then it slowly started trickling to... Oh, okay, let me post this guy because he bought like five shoes mm. or he bought a very rare shoe and then I'll, I'll take a picture of him, post it on Instagram. And I started thinking to myself, how can I post everybody? Because whenever I travel, I guess when Truist first started, yeah. I used to go to Riff and hoping that they would take a picture of me and post me on their social media. Right, you know? right, right. And that right, was yeah. my thinking. Because it's cool. It's like it's Riff cool, is cool. Yeah, yeah it's like, and oh, dang, I like, got put on Riff, you know? Riff, Riff is Riff. You yeah. Know? They're, they're, they're OGs, and to be on their Instagram would be freaking awesome. So Exactly. Then I started thinking, okay, how should I, how can I do this? And then I started just posting it on my story. Yeah. And then, you know, it deletes after 24 hours. Right. It, it, and I can post. A lot. A lot without yeah. posting it, like, on an official post. So, right. So I started doing it on my story, and then it just... I think that helps so much, man. I really do, especially for like the local community and also like beyond that though, because what I've seen, and it may seem like a really small thing or like, you know, maybe people are thinking like, ah, that's just reposting. Like that makes sense. 
nobody else was doing this at the time. He's been doing this for years, which I thought was always genius because it's showing love to the customer, yeah. but it also allows the customer to repost it on their own feed. So you're getting like kind of like media attention. Aww. Other places. Yeah, look at you. Yeah, like I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, just well, want to show appreciation. I just see a lot of people posting customers on their story and stuff. And, you know, I'm not going to be like, yo, you know, that was my idea. Right, blah, right, blah, right, blah. right. But I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I guess it, they might have seen it somewhere else. Maybe they've seen it on our page and. And that gave them the idea to do that to show appreciation to their customers, right. which which is, is good. freaking awesome because yeah. it's a sneaker so, game, yeah. And that's but one I'm of not the, gonna like be like, yo, no, that's no, no. And that's why yeah, I would you know, never put like, that on you. I'm just you saying, give me like, props, you know. But no, 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 no. It's just, <laughs> I like to give credit where credit is due, though, and I've seen that, so that's where I'm saying oh, this you. is one of the originators, guys. But <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I feel like you guys are definitely like in a league of your own when it comes to like the social media scene, like. Uh, especially when it comes to sneaker shops or like sneaker pages, because again, you get a lot of like reposts from like complex or hype beast and stuff. And this is not something that you like pay for, you know, it's just organic where yeah, yeah. you're kind of just doing it. And it's like, Oh, looks, so, so I got tagged in a uh, complex sneakers or something, you know, and that gets like thousands of views or That's whatever. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it just is all organic and whatever you're doing, you know, it, it worked out really well. And I think that's so like interesting because Again, I don't know how many people have known John personally that are listening to this, but this guy is very humble. He doesn't like being in front of the camera. It's all shoes that he posts and stuff. Um, but he gets so much like attention for the store, but he never puts it back on himself, which I think is really cool. You know, like maybe some people like, uh, I don't want to call out any names or anything, but like people that have sneaker stores, they want to be the face of the store, right? right? So they'll post themselves with a celebrity or something. You've never done that. You usually like I, I think you had like Travis Scott or somebody come in. You you'll take a picture of him, you know, right, with the shoes right. in front of your shoe stuff. You don't say, Hey, Travis, can you stand next to me really quick and right, you know like right, take this right, picture? Because right. you don't care if it's on yourself, you know? You, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah mean, I'm not tall, dark, and handsome. You know what I mean? If I was if I was tall, dark <laughs> hey, and handsome, I. <laughs> I'd be all over Instagram, you know. But yeah, yeah, you know, I just Yeah, it's not I had a hard time, you know, just making it about me. It's it's been about that a long time already. You can ask my friends. That I've known, like, my friends from a long time ago, and they'll say, yeah, he's he's not that kind of... Not at all. Let yeah. me be in the camera kind of guy, you know, just always trying to give people, trying to make them feel comfortable. That that was my... Which my is huge. Steez, and I guess. It, yeah, yeah, and it comes off that way, I think. Yeah, like, I mean, maybe I should start to put myself in camera. <laughs> just completely switch take it advantage up. Every, of, of every single post now, yeah, just a selfie zone. Maybe I should, yeah. <laughs> no. You're definitely... I, whatever you're doing is working, you know, because... Uh, when people think about it, L.A., New York, those are, like, hot spots for sneakers and, like, fashion. And uh, that's just, like, the known, you know? Yeah, That's why I so agree. many people open up shops over there. I agree. What I think people miss is that opening a shop in Hawaii is a completely different animal, man. Like, we're literally, like, people fly out here for vacation and stuff, but they're yeah. here for the beaches. They're here for the weather. They're here for, like, you know, Waikiki and, like, the food. experience. Yeah, food, experience. But nobody would think, okay, why would you open up a sneaker shop in Hawaii where, you know, like, that's not people's main concern when they fly down. Right. But what you've done is you've changed it into like a destination that people want to come to on trips, at least for sneakerheads and right. even non-sneakerheads alike. Like it's like, okay, I want to hike Cocoa Head today. I want to go uh, <laughs> check out, uh, you know, Waikiki Beach and I want to hit up Truist. That's like on the list now. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Which is insane. And so, people come in with dirty shoes, like dirty feet. Because <laughs> they just came back from like, hiking or something. Where you guys came from? Diamond Head. Like, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, Cocoa see? Head or something, you know? It's See? like, ah. And it's okay. like, oh, and it's a national or worldwide thing, which is pretty cool because I think other sneaker shops like, you know, like the Vegas shops or L.A. or New York, they have like a international audience. But because um, we're kind of in the Pacific, you know, and we're like a hub and a destination, you get people from like some pretty random, a lot of people from Australia, for sure. We've seen oh, that, for right? for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We missed the, 
the Aussies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, because yeah. they've been locked down. I think it's probably the worst right now, right? Well, according Something to like social that. media. Something like right? that. Yeah, so it's the worst. So there has been no uh, Australian people coming in. Not there. ever since beginning of 2019, I guess, man. No, I guess Japan too, right? Uh, we've had a few Japanese come in. Oh, they Japanese can, customers. Okay. Some regulars that okay. come in uh, whenever they're in town. Yeah, so COVID must have really messed you guys up, or like at least from the international side. Because there's always changing regulations, oh, changing yeah. rules. And have you seen a... Do you mind me asking if you've seen a dip because of that or... Oh yeah, tremendous. Tremendous. Oh yeah. 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 Heck yeah. Sorry. No, you're good, man. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> but I mean, that's like Hawaii in general. The tourism, like, it, that's why it's so hard because we have so much regulations on our side, and there's regulations on like you know the other side, and it's like, as a business owner, you never know what's gonna happen. Never. Which is why you actually just uh, started working on your guys' website, right? Just in case you need to pivot there. Had to talk about my website, huh? Uh, dude, okay, so this, yeah, I have to talk about it. And I have to say that this is one of the biggest uh, local memes that was going on <laughs> for a while, man. Like, if you guys don't know, everybody on the comments is always like, hey, when True is going to open up their website? It was like, know, uh, man. jabs every coming, day, man. Coming, <laughs> coming soon. And it was like coming soon for like four years. Man, you don't <laughs> know how many DMs I get, man. Yeah, just teasing too. me and, yeah, man, breaking me down. But, you know, I just I, I accepted that. You know, and I just kind of went on with it, but yeah. Even more so, though, that's a testament. Like, you can do it without a website. You could keep a brick and mortar running without a website. Like, that uh, in itself in the digital age, how the heck, man? That's, like, very, nah, very impressive. Man, that was, you know, it's just, if my wife was here, my wife would tell you, like, the down and dirty, you know? We were just, we were just spoiled, you know? We got very low overhead. We have a great landlord and where we have our store at, and I mean, you know... I mean, yeah, I guess. Blessings, man. Yeah, it blessings. was just blessings after blessings. But, you know, the pandemic was good, you know. Um, you guys learned I a lot. I know a lot of people did suffer out there. And, you know, it touches me every time. And I get very emotional when I start to see, like, small businesses not around anymore. Mm. But the pandemic was was the pushing factor for, for us. Yeah, it, You know, my wife just told me, just enjoy this time for, like, a little break, you know. Right, yeah. You needed this break. You did. Our daughter's here now, so you can enjoy that. But... Open up the dang website. This is the time. So, right. Yeah, we we launched it, man. December of 2020. Yeah, see? And that's... and I, Yeah, so people that were asking, yeah. the meme is no more because it, it's live. So if you guys want to go check out Truist, it's at uh, Truist. There's a new meme now. What's the new meme now? Update your products. <laughs> <laughs> Put more products on there, John. Hurry up. Yeah, I know, man. I haven't u- updated it. It's just been so, the same Okay, product. so here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help John out a little bit here. John runs Truist just himself and his wife there's literally no other people that work for him he, he <laughs> likes to keep everything because because he cares about the product so much he cares about a store so much that he wants to keep it within the family you know he he it, he can trust other people maybe to get like the job done but he'd rather do it himself because you know if you want the job done right do it yourself kind of thing <laughs> so that i think limits a lot because you have people constantly in the store like there's at least somebody in the store i feel like every single time i show up there um so it's like when are you gonna have time to take the pictures you know to put on the website when do you have time to upload when are you gonna have time to ship you got only so many hours in a day, man. So go easy on him, man. This is my homie. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Yeah, you guys. Leave me alone. <laughs> but that also pushes me too. So right. keep, keep it coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So it's a good get, problem to have. I don't get but, but hurt about it. It's a know, good I problem just, to have. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, if you have too much business, that's a really good problem to have. Because if know? they didn't care, then they wouldn't say anything. You know? That's true. They'll just, they just 
be like whatever's, you know? That's true. So yeah. the website is truesthawaii.com or is it truesthi, H-I? Uh, truesthi.com. Truesthi.com. So, yeah. Okay, so we'll put that into the description of the podcast too. Thank but you yeah, I highly much. recommend checking it out. If not, check out the Instagram. You can, or you know what, better yet, fly out to Hawaii when you can and check out the shop in person. You can meet John. <laughs> He's there every day, like I said. <laughs> yeah. But so I, I kind of want to go back because we were talking about, you know, like the celebrity aspects of people coming in the door. And I think that's one thing that's pretty cool too is, because we're Hawaii, we have a lot of like, you know, celebrities that want to come vacation here. And I've seen like some pretty crazy people pop up on your Instagram. But I did want to ask you, do you have like a <laughs> humble as usual? I do want to ask you, though, do you have like a celebrity that you like? Who's the biggest person or most famous person that you were super stoked to see come in your store? Oh, man. Or hit you up. I know one of them on the DMs, at least, was AI. You, you're an Iverson fan through and Ooh, through, that's why, right? Yeah, Allen Iverson. Yeah, that, that was pretty neat. Was that crazy for you? That was pretty neat. Yeah, you guys, a lot of people don't know this story, though. He he hit me up one day. Okay. He, he said he wanted a pair of the Para Air Max 1s, you know, the one with the stripes in the front. Oh, okay, um, yeah. And then I was just geeking out for a little bit, and I told my friends, hey, Allen Iverson hit me up, and they're saying, that's not him, that's not him. <laughs> that's not him doing his Instagram, trust me. So, um. So I had messaged him. I said, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Iverson, but I don't think this is you. You know, it, it, is there a way that you can prove that this is you? You know, maybe do a FaceTime real quick or something. But, <laughs> and then he said, you know what? Just never mind then. It's, oh, it's all good. You okay. know? And I was like, no, no, hold on, hold on. Just call me then. Oh, okay. Call me at the shop at least. And he called me at the shop, man. We talked for like 45 minutes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and that was him. It that, was crazy. He was it, talking about basketball, about life. About his struggles temporarily. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty nuts, man. So that was probably one of the biggest like things for you. Because that's a testament to you, you know, in the yes, shop. That's one of the biggest. But Joe Coyle was one of the biggest, too. Because we saw him when he was up and coming in Hollywood at the Laugh Factory. Oh, and okay. Ever since we saw him live, me and my wife, we just loved Joe Coy and All the way through to, to Joe Coy. And when he came in one day... We're like, what? Wait, so you were saying that you saw Joe Coy when you guys were still living in Cali. When you're living in. And so and, he was uh, a lot smaller. He was, I mean, he was just an up-and-comer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I'm sure he was doing comedy way before that, but for him to be on the stage was our first time. Right. And then he wasn't as popular as now. Yeah, yeah. Because now, because Joe Coy might be a more niche comic, but especially for Asian people, dude, he's, he's, he's huge. Uh, and especially yeah, exactly. for Hawaii. This guy is selling out our um, stadium, Blazed Out, what, seven nights one time or something. He had like I think so. some crazy thing. Killed they started it. off with three, then Smashed they kept it. opening like more and more, and he would keep yeah. selling it out. So he's like, okay, let's just keep opening more yeah, slots. Yeah. That's crazy. So that is cool to see because he's actually like a big, uh, how do I say this? He's like a big promoter of you guys. Like he he puts it on his Instagram. You know, he doesn't ask for any like payments or anything. He just really loves you guys. It seems like I see it all the time. Every time he visits, he hits you guys up, right? He or always comes in. Always, yeah. He always comes in, and, and he, he always, always does messages a video me or something saying that he's here or whatever. He did. Uh, I think one time he came on a big tour here in Hawaii. I think he did like a a seven day thing on YouTube or something like that. Okay. And I think he dedicated day four to Truest Socks. Really? And if you go on YouTube, it's still there. Yeah, oh, it's I like gotta go look that up. I haven't seen that. Episode three or four was just on Truest Socks. <laughs> that was crazy. awesome, man. Yeah, that was pretty nuts. <laughs> that's crazy. And again, see, it's all organic for you. It's not like you have to reach out and say or beg people. You know, like, hey, come in my store. You know, it's like, yeah, they they reach out to you. Like that's insane. Like, yeah. okay, so I would have to say, in terms of like your favorites, you know, like AI and Joe Coy, that's your personal favorites. But in terms of like over overall celebrity. Who do you think was the biggest person on the planet that came in? Is it, is it 
Travis Scott, do you think? Um, yeah, I guess it's Travis Scott. Yeah. Okay. He's okay. killing it, right? So yeah. It has to be Travis Scott. And he came in- Two he, times. A couple yeah. times. He came in twice. Yeah. Really? So that means he knows we're here. You know what I mean? Dang, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's okay. pretty nuts. So did he come in with the with his, uh, I think it's Kylie Jenner? Yeah. Um, nah, he Just came in with his, 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 his entourage. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. He came okay. in the first time and then- Second time he had come in again. Yeah. Right on. Okay, his yeah. People's. That was crazy because I remember seeing the picture. He's, I think he signed a pair of shoes over it there too, which was nice, right? Yeah. No <laughs> one asked him to touch it and grab it and sign it, but he asked me for uh, a permanent marker and I I threw it to him and he turned around, grabbed a pair of his Jordan 4s and just signed it. No way, and dude. You know what's funny? Because at that time I was looking at him like, man, that's not consignment. Like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? So rude, you know? <laughs> so you had to buy that shoe. Though. So I bought that from it, from the customer, and I paid him out, and then I had, yeah. Well, that's I had like, resold it for more. That's insane that he just grabbed it on his own. Yeah, What a guy. cool thing to do. Yeah, that guy. He's a cool guy? Uh, He was he was very quiet and truest. He wasn't as just... loud as what I heard he did. He uh-huh. does in different stores. He like he jumps on tables, and he, he acts a... Uh, so he's more humble here. That's kind of good was, to see. Yeah, he was very quiet and very polite. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. May I please see that? Thank you so much. I what the like, heck? See, this is away. why it's really cool to see like the backside of it, right? Like you see the celebrities and stuff and you always are like, okay, they must be like this all the time. But when you see them and like without the cameras on and stuff, you know, that's when you get the true picture. So yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's yeah, pretty yeah. cool to see. Have you ever had like uh, somebody to come in and you have to actually shut down the shop because they, they requested it or anything like that um, that you can talk about? Yes. That. The Migos got offset from Migos. He had messaged me a couple of days prior asking if we could like um, open up early for him. And Dang. Okay. That's another big one too, dude. And then bring out all the size 9 to 11 shoes just for him. But um, <laughs> we and opened he, early for him, but I did not bring out all the shoes. No, that's no. a lot of I made ask. him dig and go through all the shelves like any other normal customer. There you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah. So, but he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that's amazing. That was a, a weird day, man. Yeah, really. We closed early that day. <laughs> you were working a lot. You were working nah, a lot. Nah, man. We we made our quota. <laughs> I feel you for okay. that year. So he bought. Oh, really? He bought that much pairs? Uh, like about fifty-five pairs, approximately. <sighs> okay, so that was one of the questions that I actually have over here on my notes. What was like, I guess, the biggest sale that you've had to one person? Is well that you can talk about. I know there's like probably oh. things that just came in the front door, kind of person. <laughs> Um, 55 is a lot but I remember seeing somebody else that you had they were loading it up into like the back of a black SUV or something oh that was him that I'll was say, him yeah so you think it was probably that guy well like like a, a total sale or just one, one shoe total sale and then one shoe I wanna hear uh, both total sale yeah I would say that's probably him maybe yeah. like 45k dang okay and yeah. what's the biggest just single shoe if you don't mind me asking uh, people love this shoot, kind of stuff I don't know man but I know recently we sold a pair of the what the dunks the DS one that was in there? Um, yeah, that was for like, I think, 10 or 11, 11K. That is crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So what does that process for that look like? Because, you know, when you're dealing with that much money, I would be scared to have it on a credit card and then worry about chargebacks. <laughs> is there, well, is, fortunately, this guy was featured on uh, JC from uh, Urban Necessities oh, okay. grand opening. Oh, okay. Um, he was featured on there, and I know he... He wouldn't do that, but I okay, mean, right he on. paid. He paid cash anyway, so okay, that's that's crazy. Um, but I did have to get the marker and <laughs> did run you it through. That? Ten grand in cash. <laughs> what the heck? These are the next level sneakerheads, yeah, guys. Are ballers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. ballers that come Nowhere near where I will be. No, 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 no. It's it, yeah. so for you because you're a very humble guy. Uh, you wear a lot of Vans. <laughs> 
You wear a lot of, what are you wearing right now? What do we got here? Oh, some fly knits. Some fly knits. He's wearing fly knits. The guy that has yeah. the craziest sneaker store in Hawaii, just wearing some fly knits, just some vans. So <sighs> what do you, when you see people like buying these insane shoes, that's that's never been like your, your calling, right? You don't, I don't, what's some, you have expensive shoes, but I think it was just something that you liked in the past that ended up becoming expensive. I don't think you buy anything that's like currently hyped for the 5,000, 10,000, whatever pricing it is, right? Is that kind of, am I right on that? One more time. It's, it, I guess, what's the most expensive pair of shoes you bought in for yourself? Oh. um, I mean, there's a lot. Really? You, um, you actually pay the resale for some of this stuff? Some shoes I do. Yeah. Really? Some oh, shoes I do. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know you have a pair of like Paris Dunks or something, but oh, I thought man, you had that had from- I had to bring that up. <laughs> well, what happened to it? Um, Man. Oh, no. Well, well a while ago, you know- Yeah. Um, yeah. He he had sent me a link on eBay and it was for a Paris dunk. And this is when dunks were dead. Okay. okay? Nobody was buying Stucci dunks for $150. Okay. Oh dead my God. stock. It wow. was on the shelf. Yeah. Nobody would even look at it. But now it's like what? Two grand. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so he sends me this link and I look at it. And I'm like, oh, Paris dunk. Oh, size eight half, wood box. Oh, wow, cool. And then and I had messaged the seller, hey, would you take this for $25? Like, I'll pay right now. Right. And then the seller accepted my offer. Twenty five hundred. Okay. I got it. Right, which is super cheap for Paris. Which They're is, going for forty grand well, now. At that time, yeah, I guess it was cheaper too. At that time, for sure, it was going for like eight, maybe five. Oh, twenty five is a really good deal then. Twenty five was a great deal. Okay. It, it was a steal. So, so I got it. I wore it, and then um, I traded it, man. No, yeah, but this is when dunks were still dead. No, um, what did you trade it for? Uh, Air Max BRS Powerwall series came up somewhere on Instagram. Okay, it was a blue ribbon sport. Um, Air Max One, and it was at that time. I guess it's rare. I mean, it's still rare, but okay. it was the Air Max that I've been looking for forever. Blue Ribbon right? Sport. That was Nike before Nike, right? It was yeah, long, okay. long. And then it was my size. It was it was uh, in great condition, and I had offered the guy, "Hey, would you trade?" Oh no! <laughs> so he so this guy traded that, and he paid a thousand dollars, and I gave him the the Paris Dunk, and then. You know, I, I glorified that pair in Korea. I was going like so proud to wear that pair. And then I just didn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Mr. comes to me one day and he goes, I'll buy that pair from you. You know, I'll, I'll give you X, X amount of dollars, you know? Yeah. I'm just looking at him like, man. You- so I told him the story. <laughs> And he clowns me every day, man. Yeah, he Cause, teases cause me every day, man. Because this man has, what, six pairs of Parises or something, too? <laughs> that guy probably has 10 pairs, and he Maybe. doesn't want to tell anybody. Yeah, but he he, he teases me to this day. So, yeah, but, I don't have that Paris no more. Thanks okay. for asking. Yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah, I, I didn't okay. want to bring Breaks up all my heart again. Yeah. <laughs> but that was one of the good things about you, though, and that's what the point I was trying to make is you wear these shoes, though, at least, which is... Yeah, I try to. Um, but there's a lot of shoes that I do buy from customers. Um, I don't... We don't buy from customers at this moment. Oh, like but if a shoe up. comes in, if it's my size, I'll freaking buy it. Oh, okay, okay. You I know? see what you're saying. So a lot of people say like, oh, you wear Jordans? Oh, I mean. I rarely see you wear Jordans. Once in a while, you know, rarely. I'll put it on for like X amount of hours a day and my foot would hurt. <laughs> and I'll throw on the fly nets again, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, I still wear Okay, okay. That's what stuff. I was wondering. Like basic stuff. Basic Jordans. <laughs> I wear whatever. Converse, Chuck Taylors, whatever's. Dang. You know, basic yeah, stuff. Chuck Taylors, yeah. That, that's Nothing what, like you. 
No, Bryson. dude. Uh, so this is the thing. I sold my collect. Well, this one I'm actually. This is one of my favorite shoes. Uh, what, I'm a many third pair? No, no, I, dude. I sold my whole collection. Remember, so I could get that house. So you still got some. I got a couple, but definitely not like the level that it was before. Because I, a lot of people don't know this. Maybe is that um my Air Yeezy two set. Two of those three pairs was from Truist. Actually, oh. yeah, yeah. So oh, the black and the the black and the white. The, yeah, oh, we yes. traded for the black, and then I ended up getting the white as well. So yeah, a couple pairs from over there. Thank um, you. Thanks yeah. for the support. <laughs> Dude, I love the shop. I love being over there. Um, so I did want to ask when we we're on the uh, topic of celebrities, though, if there was one celebrity or like, you know, famous person that you would want to come in or somebody that you'd really want to meet that would like really just blow you away. Who would that person be? Jordan? Other than Jordan, because obviously that would be amazing. Oh, man. Other than Jordan? Um, I mean, I don't know. Um uh, it's a tough one, yeah. There's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. What like sports? I don't Anything, know. man. I guess just who's your, I guess a personal hero of yours because it seems like you've met or you've gotten at least in contact with a, a lot of people that you already because AI is your favorite player, right? Uh, he one wasn't my favorite player. He was just you know he's just one he of just, the players. He's just that AI. We watched he's every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the man. <laughs> he is still is the yeah, man. Yeah, he still is the man. He was he was he was it. You know he yeah. Anyways, uh, I mean so many man. Really? Okay. Uh, I mean, I can't even think of it on top of my head. There's just uh, and probably it was, Jordan. I, yeah, yeah. Because it would be a lot of like I'm guessing like sports guys more so than like musicians. more so sports guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but if it, I mean we can go by categories, you know, like hip hop. out Kanye. A lot of people. Jay Z. Kanye would be cool. Kanye Jay-Z would be crazy. Would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think they would ever walk in a sneaker store though? Let's Man, be real. We've had some hip hop guys come in, like Talib Kweli came in one time, and no one knew who he was. Huh. I mean, what? Well, not no one, but I, I was just like looking at him and he was looking at the you know the clothes and like hey are you talking quality he goes yeah <laughs> you know it was pretty nuts man i was like what i always wonder how that works like do they just wait until somebody like recognizes them or like do they walk in and be like oh this is who i am what's yeah, up yeah <laughs> yeah know? i mean yeah i mean i don't know man i, I would say um Kobe Bryant would have been nice. Oh, yeah. that would have been amazing. That would have been great. That yeah. would have been amazing. And so yeah. I can tell this really quick. Uh, John was one of the first people once the Kobe tragedy happened. He pulled all of his Kobe's off the shelf immediately. Oh yeah, almost immediately. He said, "No, we're not. We're yeah, not doing man. this, man." So out of respect, that was pretty cool because I, I didn't see anybody making moves that fast. It wasn't because of like, oh, let me respect this guy. It, it wasn't. I'll be honest. It was just right after he passed away that day, man. People were like hitting me up. Whoa wanting to like increase the prices or, oh no um and and i don't i'm not gonna name any names of course or oh, yeah yeah who who these people were but i was so disappointed like oh man like capitalize on, man. on i mean yeah. he he passed away i mean yeah you trying to make money like that already yeah I mean, you know, right, I mean, right right stock x did it first right they freaking bumped their prices crazy well, they did well it is the seller shoe right it, so they can ask yeah. whatever they want right so that's why it, it's a slippery slope i I think I made a video about this, like talking about it, because it's like, yeah, I understand you want to make your bread or whatever, but it's also like, dude, you're capitalizing on a thing that's kind of nuts. Like, what if you're in that situation? You know? Yeah, like, I'm not. I'm not trying to call out StockX or anything. You know, I'm just saying that. I, I think did. StockX, I think I did in that video. Oh, did? oh crap! Well, <laughs> we, we have because we have you beat can, those guys. You know, <laughs> we have but, beat those guys. I think. Oh really? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, but I think StockX <laughs> allowed these sellers to do that. That that's why I think it made other people think that. Oh, maybe it's okay. So maybe it was. Maybe you know, that's a good point. It's no one's fault, I guess. You have to at the end of the day, it's about making money. You know, it is um, for a lot of people. But I can see that. But for me, what? Yeah, when I saw that, I, I was kind of, I was kind of sad. And if you ask my wife, you know, I did tear for like a day or two because Kobe passed away. Right. You know, that was a little weird, right? So, 
Um, I just took the shoes off. Yeah, I just didn't. A lot of people were trying to buy the Grinches. Oh, it, that would make sense. It was cheaper in our one store of the at most iconic. Yeah yeah, 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 I see the original release ones. It's interesting now because even like after, like you know, we're kind of like a year and a half since since his passing, right? Something right. like that. It the demand for Kobe's is not that high anymore. It seems like you know it was like just like a phase where people were like in this sort of reminiscing stage or something. It seems like it has gone down. Yeah, in, yeah, in truest. But but let me clear one thing straight. Um, yeah. Since these Kobe's, a lot of them are on consignment. Yeah. I don't want people who follow your your podcast or whatever or who are my consigners as well think that I denied a sale of their items. I just want to let you know that when if a customer wanted to buy a Kobe at like around that death period time of Kobe Bryant, I had told the customer that it's not for sale but let me contact the consigner right now oh okay and, i got you and tell them my situation and then if they want to sell it they can take it out of truest and then and they sell can it. sell it by themselves because we don't want anything to do with that so i did contact a few sellers they did respect my my gesture is that yeah, what you call it i guess so yeah. and then they said you know what john we ride with you if you that's, don't want to sell it then that's cool some sellers did take out their kobe's because you know what at the end of the day you still got to make money I respect whatever you, right you, you know you that's, still that's gotta it. do what you gotta do so i i had no ill wishes i was like cool you, you just gotta do your thing yeah so for sure a lot of people did take their kobe's out but a lot of them did say nah 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 let's just i rock with you john so let's just right right chill a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah, mean yeah. i i can sign over there like here and there i don't i don't consign too much shoes over there but I've, I've definitely seen like your process and stuff and you're are very like respectful of all of that thing well uh, i try to be yeah, yeah which yeah. is good and i mean it, it's at the end of the day you're still like a, a human you know you're a shop owner but you're still yourself so if you have yeah. morals and values and you don't want to go against those morals and values then at least you're like putting it out there for other people to see right, rather right, than right, right. yeah which is i think super important and that's why so many people mess with you because to put your trust into a shop mm. where you're giving tens of thousands of dollars worth of shoes to this person to say, hey, can you hold this for me and sell it for me? That takes a lot of trust. You know, that takes a lot, especially in this day and age when people want to quick flip and stuff. That's why consigners are like, so it's the Hawaii consigners, I feel like, especially are like, they're a different breed, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it is. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. A, you know, kind of that Ohana mentality, I feel like, you know. Well, like, I'm sure there's a lot of people that, that don't ride, ride with us, you know, um, a lot of people that don't like to bring in shoes to us too. So, but we always look at the positive sides, right? So right. Yeah, we right. are truly fortunate that people still to this day bring me a lot of shoes, man. It seems like it. Yeah. A lot of rare pieces too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can talk about that. So, what's the rarest shoe that you got in your uh, store right now? I know we did a video a while back, and we saw like a uh, quite a few that you had at the time. But I, I'm sure it's changed since then. Do you have anything that's really popping off in there that you um, saw recently? I mean, you know, we got a lot of the older dunks that are really expensive. Well, that's what they say they're expensive, but who's willing to pay true, for that, right? True. Um, I know behind us in our display case, we have a lot of shoes from 1985, like the original Jordans. Do people buy those? Um, I mean, a lot of people are interested and they ask questions like, yo, how much is that? How much is that? But, um, you know, it's it's a numbers game at the end, right? It's, it's about who's willing to pay that. So... N not that many people are willing to drop that much or an 85 right or 85 yeah because they, they really want it but yeah because the 85s you can wear them but for the prices that they're going for now and for like the iconic nature of it it's not something that typically people buy to wear anymore you know oh uh, yeah yeah especially the ones that you have it. well the A ones you have are so it. clean that if you put that on your feet i'd be impressed you know <laughs> like i've seen <laughs> oh, those yeah, ones yeah, they're like you're right you're right 
it's impossible i feel like to have it in like pristine condition like dsds condition just because it's a 30 year old shoe at this point right, but right. so there's gonna be some like cracking of leather or whatever but the ones that i've seen i'm like dude this is dang near perfect which is kind of insane to think about and yeah. then i think you have a couple in there that are signed by jordan or something as well right um we had yeah yeah like a bread 11 a bread oh yeah. yeah i remember seeing that Two one bread 11s but one has been sold and we still got one left oh yeah. somebody bought that signed one uh well there are two different sets one was 35 no 23 pairs he signed at a 2009 hall of fame event so it has like a psa certification it or does some kind. yeah okay. and it says which number that shoe was and he, okay. he picked up the first shoe that that was number one of 23 that was one of 23 oh so the value was even yeah. that was probably the most expensive one or a 23 of 23 might be yeah. the most expensive but you know what's weird about that that i just noticed a couple months ago really quick to yeah. walk on a tangent is that shoe was at a 2009 hall of fame event okay right um that shoe that he actually signed is from 2013. It came out in 2013. Oh, that is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, because the so, bread, yeah, that was. I was just like, uh, hmm. but we do have the authentication, right, 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 right. Yeah, certificate. That is interesting, though. Um, huh. So, how much did it sell for? If you don't want me asking, um, do you remember? It's, it's not. It's it's still at at the shop. No, we no, sold, the other one. You oh, sold. the other one. Ooh, I don't remember. I would say. Uh, man, I don't remember. Approximately five, five k maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's one of the weird things about sneakers as well. Is like I, I don't know if the value goes up if somebody signs the shoe or not per se. Like, and if it does go up, it really is just how do you how do you price that? You know, like what is right. the price of a Michael Jordan signature on a right, shoe? Right. You know, so those are really hard to like figure out pricing. So you just leave that up to the consigner, whatever you want, man. Just the put, consigner what he wants, and then if someone wants it interested, then they they throw us an offer, and okay. then you know the seller and them negotiate and have you ever had a have you ever had a really like a crazy uh request to put on a like for a price of a shoe and you're just like no this is not gonna sell (laughs) (laughs) you know like they say fifty thousand dollars for a five thousand dollar shoe or something not really no 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 because we stop it okay we stop it before it gets that wild yeah before it gets that ridiculous i can definitely see that i can definitely see that (laughs) so your personal sneaker collection john what is that looking like? How much pairs do you have? How much are you rocking with at home? Ah, uh, no, no. If you come to my, if anyone ever comes to my house, uh, I have no no shoes over there, man. It's just <laughs> it's just what I wear um, to work and back home. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you don't have, have a collection? Now. Collection then? Nah, I don't have a collection because you know what I tell people I'm not a collector. I, I'm not a sneaker collector. You know, oh. I'm not. I don't collect shoes and put it in nice cubicle boxes and show people like, hey, no. This is, you know, my closet over here. I'm not, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm just, mm. um, I do have, but it's, it's, it's stuff that you'll leave it, by the door. It comes and wear. goes. Yeah, oh, I, I see. I buy it and I resell it. I buy it and I sell it on the side. I don't. Yeah. Is I, is there any shoe that? Well, maybe not in your collection or just a shoe that you own then that you have like a lot of sentimental value towards that that like a shoe that really means a lot to you. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I do have. Um, just an Air, Air Air Jordan Four, uh, Fire Red. Oh, from, well, it's it's, what do I say? Well, I don't have the original pair, but okay. I I do have a pair of the Fire Red Fours that I make sure that it's there. It's all you always have a yeah, pair. Yeah, because so, I, I so, do have a lot of pictures of me wearing that back in the day. So. So what is the reasoning for that one? Is it like a, something you had as a kid that you always had like a nostalgia that thing That I just for? remember, yeah, yeah. Uh. That I had memories, actual rem- memories of me wearing that to Seattle on a vacation, playing in a basketball tournament here you and play there. play in fours? 
Uh, I played in them fours, um, but, uh, but but we all did. You know what I mean? Back in the day, I guess. Yeah, yeah. man, we all did. That's the only way to tell people that we had them, you know, because we didn't have like social media and all that. But, oh, I feel you. Um, yeah. I didn't have a pair of the or- original eighty fives, but I've, I have only have one picture of that, so I don't. Oh, yeah, okay. I have no memory of that. Yeah. So you've been a sneakerhead your whole life then, since you were a kid, or just I just love shoes, yeah, because of basketball. Yeah. So you've been in, like you played for like your entire life as well basketball uh yeah yeah me and my friends yeah we played a lot of basketball and so when you were coming up i don't want to talk about your age directly but you (laughs) came up in the time i'm assuming of like was it post magic johnson larry bird era or Uh, right right in the heat of the uh the what's it called michael jordan era it was it was maybe prime of Magic Johnson. Prime. So that's Larry when you were like Bird that you can remember that you can remember. Yeah, Dominique. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. for sure. Because I know in freshman of high school, yeah, is when he announced his retirement, right? Because of HIV, Magic Johnson, right? So that was crazy for you, because I was. Well, yeah, a, a lot of my classmates and my friends at that time was crying, yeah, because that was that was Magic Johnson, man. See, yeah. I don't even. Did they make a thirty for thirty out of this? I remember that that's what they happened. Did. But they, they did make a thirty for thirty. I gotta yeah. go watch that one. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Because I remember watching the um, Lakers versus the Celtics, the three part series or whatever. It was three different thirty for thirties or oh, something. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but they never talked about that part. I think there is a thirty for thirty, right? There uh, has maybe to be. or something, some kind of like docu. I would assume because that is. is a really crazy thing that happened back then. I want to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> And but that's yeah. what's interesting about your social media too is you put up a lot of like these old movies or these old highlights of basketball plays and stuff. <laughs> and I watch them. I watch them. Oh, you I'm do? Like, yeah, I do. I'm like, what the heck is this? And then I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, dang, this is like some, yeah, this is some real man. basketball. Some <laughs> I'm stuck in the 90s. Yeah, I grew up in the 90s as well. Yeah, so I, I definitely remember some of this stuff. But for me, like, I, I think I told you in the store before, like, I was never, like, as a young kid being able to buy shoes and stuff. So I right. came into the sneaker scene late. So that's why my perspective, I think, of sneakers is very different than yours, where you're, like, you have a love for sneakers because you grew up in an era where you've seen Jordan releasing all of the Jordans and stuff. Uh-huh. You know, you got to see it firsthand. You got to see the hype. You got to grow up with it. And you actually got to love that culture and see it before it became into... A business. I guess that's exactly what it is. Well, because that's how a lot of people see it now. It's right. just, it's a, the resale business of sneakers, right? It's right. not, there's people that love it and there's always going to be sneakerhead and there's always going to be a sneaker culture. But <clears throat> I think everybody can kind of like be true to themselves and say it definitely is more resale than anything at this point in time. Right. The love is, is not nearly as crazy as it was before. Right. So with that being said, that shifts, seeing it firsthand how does that make you feel, I guess, as a sneakerhead? You know, like, because you're a business owner, so you do the resale aspect of it, too. So it's a good thing for the business side. Right. But as from a cultural standpoint, where the love is kind of, like, all over the place, it, oh, is, is it kind of weird to see it? I don't know if that's a loaded question. I don't want to throw you under the bus or anything, you know. But it's, it's, it's a perfect question to ask you because you see both sides. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I guess from a personal standpoint, how do you feel? And then from the business, it's about, obviously good. Like like the personal feeling of Yeah, of just how the culture is now. Shoes, oh, yeah, how, of how the culture is now. now. I mean, we've been reselling shoes even like in 96. Like I know a lot of people were like buying shoes at Full Locker and selling it to stores like 88Ts back in the day. Like I used to do that. Oh, okay. I, I sold a bunch of my 11 Jordan 11 lows, not the... Not the lows that we see, like the Concord lows, but you know the other ones, um, you know the Cobalt. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, wow, okay. You know the one that's not popular right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. yeah. I, I, I sold a bunch <clears throat> of those to like eighty eight T's back in the day, and they used to resell it to Japan. So it was, it was always around um, for money. But the way I see it now, I mean, 
I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to knock on anybody. Of course. It's just different, I think, right? Where the mindset is sell first, shoe after, right? Before it was shoe first, then sell after, I think. Yeah. At times, it's a little, it's a little disappointing at times, you know, but at times, at other times, I understand, you know, because people are trying to capitalize right trying to make money and hopefully it becomes like a cyclical thing at least where like people maybe will like stop reselling so much and they'll become like just a genuine passion for shoes again i'm hoping that's kind of the case where it kind of like ebbs and flows yeah um, but we'll still see good. still good there's a lot of people who still love wear shoes, shoes, shoes because they they love it yeah there's it's a just lot of people see. it's just on social media it's all about business right and that's what i've i've talked about this before and this is what kind of kills me every time is like the pictures that get the most likes and stuff are the ones of the guy in his room with 100 boxes of Jordan 1s behind them. You know, that's only the, you, Bryson, get all those likes. Hey, no, right. I don't, you, I don't Bryson, think those pictures. Okay? I no, 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 I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> but I'm saying that's exactly what I see trending nowadays. You know, it's not like I was talking to Tasha in this exact spot. Tasha said before she would just throw on a pair of like, you know, her um, uh, BC3s and just, you know, kind of take a, any kind of picture with that. And that would do well. You know, she'd be happy with that. Now, that same kind of like, I guess attraction to that people don't like that as much they want to see like volume they want to see like money next to the thing they want to see like it has to be expensive i can see that yeah yeah which is kind of weird and so i don't knock it i mean i've been the whole thing with my uh youtube series and stuff uh the mystery boxes is the whole point of it is to sell it so i I understand the resale um but i also understand like the culture of it as well so we'll kind of see how it goes it's just it definitely is like a shift that some people can get really polarized about. You know? Right, right. I agree. I agree on that. And that's kind of always been like that, though. And what some people don't understand is, have you read the um, f- the Phil Knight like d- book or whatever it is, his his autobiography or whatever it is? Shoe uh, Dog, I think. Are there, are there pictures in there? <laughs> I think there's a couple here and there. I just there. read books for the pictures, man. You know when you <laughs> open the book and you go in the middle and there's pictures <laughs> in the middle? Oh, okay. Come on, man. Read. I don't read. <laughs> but you know that. You know I just the read film. the Bible. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Preach. Come on, man. I don't read. <laughs> I feel you. This uh, guy reads a lot. He's just lying. Anyway, no, I haven't, though. I haven't. No, so no, that no. book is really interesting, but maybe you already knew the story, so you don't need to read it. But it, it talked about, you know, Phil Knight starting off with the Blue Ribbon Sports and doing all of this stuff. Right. And a lot of people don't realize, like, he started off as what a reseller is. Literally, he would go to Japan, buy up shoes over there. I think it was Onitsuka stuff, right? Basics? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's what he was buying before. Right. He would buy it over there for cost and then come back to the U.S. and sell it over here out of the trunk of his car. So literally Nike started off as a reselling business. Oh, really? Yeah. It's Interesting. In, yeah, it's crazy. So, And that's what blew it up over time. So that's why uh, that's why I, I see it both ways, you know, when people say like, no, reselling is not part of the culture. I'm like, this guy literally, oh, you know. It's, it's been happening. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it, just, it's just not at the level that it is. And I think, I think the biggest knock to this, and maybe you can attest to this too, is it's StockX changed the game significantly how many how many times have you seen somebody walk in your store they open up the app <laughs> bro every day man. every day right yeah so that changed a lot from like a reselling like a from the shop side but also like in the perspective of people because now before and i talked to tasha about this too which was really interesting how did people figure out the value of shoes back in the day? You know, it was always whatever people would pay for it. Right. There wasn't a gold standard where now right. you have StockX where, okay, this pair of Jordan 1 breads is going for 500 That's the price that I know I can sell it for. Right, Before, right. it was like, okay, I bought it for 170 I can sell it for, you know, three? Does three sound good to you, man? You know, three? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yep, so yep. now, yeah, so before there was just no gold standard. Now there's a gold standard. And so that kind of like changes a lot. And that's why I'm, like it's crazy that you guys are still like thriving because when you have a 
everything living online and you got these massive companies. I think StockX is going to IPO pretty soon, go on the New York Stock Exchange. Like that seems hard to compete against, you know? Wow. Yeah. Did you know that they're going to, they're going to IPO? I didn't know that. No. Yeah. They're planning on doing it. I think they say in uh, 2022, so it should be soon. They're massive, but yeah, they're massive, dude. Have you met people over there? Have they reached out to you because you have such a big business and stuff? Or no? uh, I think they have sent emails. Really? Yeah, Saying if they want to work with you, like some kind of exclusive eBay, deal. Yeah, eBay reached out. Dang, X. see? Yeah. Well, this is the tea. This is the um, tea. But you know, Throw it's them just... under the bus, John. Tell them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have beef with StockX. That's why I don't mind talking smack about StockX. A lot of my viewers know. I've always had issues with them. They like shadow ban my account. They, uh, I'm completely blocked from selling. Um, on there, yeah, yeah. They because mm. my Bryson at untiedholeway.com, they uh, they I talked smack about them in a video, and then after that, I was unable to buy. And they they claimed it was because uh, I can't my something wrong with my like card or something, so I can't purchase or sell. So I had to change my card. I changed it, it didn't work. So I'm like, oh, okay, so these guys just straight up banned me, mm. but they don't want to say it. I did watch a video that that you did post something about that, I forgot what it was about, but they did reach out to you saying. They tried to after. They, they tried, but you're like, nah, nah, it's yeah. too late already. No, yeah. I, I I see like, you know, the true colors or something like that, right? Yeah, because it's preferential treatment, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah. that is what I don't like, you know, like yeah. I like, you, I think you value this too, is people being a hundred, you know? So right. if, if some, if one person is getting this treatment and you know that you're going to get special treatment for it, I don't want the special treatment, you know, treat right. me like everybody else, you know? And right. that's, that's exactly what you said with the, the Migos coming in, you know, he said, bring out all the nine to 11s. You said, no, you can't go look on the show. Well, plus I'm lazy. So I was like, <laughs> no, man, come on. No, 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 no. But it's, no. it's yeah. I think that it, it holds value and that's something special about Hawaii in general where that's always been a mindset here oh. where it's like you you know that right it's like it's always like a values first and then you know the money and stuff comes second right, you know right. I I think that's important you know well, that's the ideal that's the ideal way of thinking right it's ideal yeah, but, but does everybody execute on that no not really right yeah so that's that's always the issue that I see. Um, you should tell me more about your thing with StockX. Oh, you really want to hear? Not later on. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't mind talking about it on air. Yeah. So, I mean, I've had different issues with them before. I've done one um, sponsored video with them. Like, this was back in 2017. So, second year or something. So, a, a while ago. And that's because I knew one of the guys over there. His, his name was Louis at the time. And uh, he would, like, you know, talk to all the YouTubers, say, hey, we got to deal with StockX. You want to take it and stuff. So um, they knew who my what my account was because right. at that point they know, like, okay, you can, like, market or whatever. Right. Like, okay, this is a influencer. This is a special account or whatever. Right, right. I didn't know that at the time. Um, so then I keep going. I, I was selling a good amount of shoes on there. I think I had, like, 100-plus sales on StockX. And then um, all these, like, weird things started happening. Like, you know, they had the data leak the massive like data leak on StockX. Yes, I did hear about that. Yeah, so I was pissed. I was like, this is ridiculous because they didn't, they didn't, do, like there's no like accountability they took. Right. And so I was pissed and you know, so I made a video about it, talking about it like straight up, like my thoughts because I'm not going to hold back even though these guys sponsored me like a year ago. Did you get affected by that? Yeah, I I still to this day get uh Safari says oh your your um passwords and stuff were seen in a data breach and oh it was from stuff. yeah because there's a website you could go um back in the time back in the day when it first happened to check if your emails were affected so I had to close all my cards and stuff change out everything on there I was wow. pissed and they took no accountability or wow. whatever so I called them out on it and stuff that pretty much severed my relationship with StockX so I was like whatever you know so I I don't need s- sponsors or whatever from them I just want to like be true to myself. Right. If I'm mad at it, I'm mad at it. I'm not going to beat around the bush. And nobody, 
nobody else posted like the YouTube guys. Nobody else posted about the StockX thing, which was kind of disheartening to me. You know, okay. yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna be a hundred about it. Other things happen. I've had like you know shoes that I sent that said, oh, uh, it was deemed fake, and I knew it was not a fake shoe. Or they they uh, would say that. Um, because I think StockX before, they would charge you like all of these fees and stuff too, where it's like if you send in a shoe and uh, it doesn't pass their authentication. They charge, right? But before they were letting my account go because okay. they would give you like these little like things where they would say, oh, uh, because it's your like first offense or, you know, you're a good seller, we'll, right. we'll waive that fee. Right. So that after I started making those videos, I was getting hit with all those fees. Hmm. So they were charging me every single time. I'm like, holy, I'm losing so much money with wow. this. Yeah. So. I was pissed. I was done with them. And then, yeah, I just made those videos. And then uh, reaching out, they reached out to me directly saying, oh, let's try to solve this. And so I was like, nah. And then I put them on blast on the Instagram. I posted it. And <laughs> that's the end of the story, man. I mean, I I value this kind of stuff, you know. And so I, I was never in like this uh, YouTube thing to make a bunch of money. Like, I, you know, when I first met you and stuff, I stumbled into it. I was doing videos in my room. I was working the counseling job, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah. I would come in with like looking like this after work and just, you know, shooting a video at your guys' place. Looking yeah. smooth every time. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Head <laughs> but, to toe. But, no. but yeah. yeah, I would always tell you like I'm, I'm always 100 about everything, you know. Like if I don't know things about the sneakers, I'll say it straight up. I'm not right. going to pretend. Right. I'm not going to... Uh, say like you know i'm a diehard sneakerhead because i wasn't I, I got into it 2016 i love the aspect of the culture i tried my best to learn everything that i could from the previous drops history i've read the you know the sneaker freaker thing i think they had like a book or something okay. that came out yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i tried to like literally study this stuff and i'm still getting things wrong but at least i'm like honest about it you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah so that's what i always like liked about you and stuff you always on the understood all that <laughs> yeah and that's as why much I always, as you can and that's why I always yeah. mess with the uh, soul supremacy because those guys are always a hundred too. Those guys are OGs, man. Yeah, they're OGs and yeah. they're always a hundred too because it was always like uh, they they never hooked me up with any boxes. I always had to pay. Um, right. The only thing that they did for me is because Hawaii shipping is so expensive, they right. had to create something on the side because the shipping was like getting out, out insane for them to ship a twenty right. pound box of shoes that's like you know this big. So uh, that's the only thing that they helped with, but. I still have to pay for that 100 plus shipping. I had to pay for the boxes. None of the boxes have ever been hooked up. I've had some that were losers. Um, of course. Yeah, that's what I appreciate though. You know, it's not like, oh, we can capitalize on this kid. Let's just make our boxes super juice for him. Uh, and then people will try to buy into us. Right, over here. right, 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 right. Yeah. So there's some guys in the industry and we know who they are <coughs> who are 100. And then there's other ones that are like, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk know, about them right now. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, A funny story with so. Um, so though, okay. Supremacy. Let me hear this. Let me hear this. When we first tried to open up, and back in 2013, I I did reach out to them, okay. and, I, and and I had asked them if they could give us a shout out. You did, and did they give you a shout and, out? And you know what they said? They said send us some of your gear, and we'll give you a shout out. Really? Yeah. But I never sent them their gear, and I was just I was just like, wow, <laughs> so supremacy. <laughs> You heard that, Derek and Scott. Yes, and then when uh, one of the workers came into the store, I think his name is Christian, uh, Austria. Okay. He came in one day, and he was like, yeah, man, I'm from Soul Supremacy. We're here for a wedding, and then he came in. It's like, damn, Soul Supremacy. <laughs> Those guys are big dogs, man. They are, man. They are, and it's like, I feel like they're like, you know, in the top five of like the biggest sneaker stores in, in terms of volume and stuff, which is kind of insane, and that's another thing where I feel like, I don't want to seem like a. I, I don't really know. It seems like it's, I'm gushing over John and Truist, but this is just how much love <laughs> I have for the shop. Because I, I need people to understand this. Um, it's a lot easier it, opening a sneaker store, no matter where, is hard. I'm gonna say that straight up. But it's a lot easier in the mainland if you're living in California or New York, where there's a lot of uh, resources to like you know 
get shoes. Right. You know, people can bring in their collections. There's right. more. There's in terms of volume of people. There's more pe- con- potential consigners. Hawaii is very small. They're, you're very limited. Even if you were to wait in line for like, if John were to wait in line for the sneaker drops and stuff, those happen sporadically. We don't have very many like hype drops and stuff. There's not very many opportunities to get shoes like that. Um, and there's just a very limited amount of consigners or sneakerheads here. Whereas you know these other pe- places, people can ship. 100 pairs of shoes or take a U-Haul to Soul Supremacy and it's a lot cheaper than shipping it to Hawaii. Yeah, a lot cheaper. Yeah. That's why you don't do buyouts because it's just too hard. And I don't wait in line, FYI. Well, for, I'm for saying if... Shoe. Gotta get that out there. Okay, well, before I would assume <laughs> if if you're a true hustler, you know I mean? Whatever it takes back <laughs> in 2013. Well, I'm not a hustler. I'm a... <laughs> When's the last time I'm you camped out? When's the last time you camped out? Uh, I camped out probably in 2006 in oh, California. That was a while yeah, ago. Yeah. This it was man. some fire red threes. Uh, I think the flips came out as well. Where but, was that in uh, uh That LA? was in Gle- uh, Northridge. Yeah. Okay. But that was my wedding gift for my wife. So fire red threes? She, she waited in line with me. Yeah. Wait. Your 2006. Wedding, your wedding um, gift for your wife was her No, I'm sorry. My wife said that she, I could buy those shoes. Oh, yeah. so she waited so in line with, with me. You. And oh. I'm in line. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. right on. <laughs> but I've in Hawaii. I've never w- waited in line in Hawaii. No, never. Okay, that's good. Um, I just thought that it, it would look funny. Oh like no, a, yeah, for, for sure. Like a business to wait in line and and grab the shoe and you know put in sell the store right after. And right after. I thought I was always against that. But I there mean, are shops that do that though, right? There are shops that do that. Or I mean, at least a head guy won't to be, go. Yeah. Hard to be to them if they want to do that then that's the way they want to do it and that's I'm, I'm not going to knock them for it but if you ask me no I'm not going to wait in line because like you said the resources in Hawaii here is so so small already mm-hmm. why would I wait in line to buy a shoe to take away from the local people uh, and I put it in you. my store and make them buy it for double that was just not my style um, but like again I'm not knocking anybody who's no, doing no, that I so feel you. But that's whoever's listening to that don't think that I'm knocking you it's just if you ask me personally, that's not my style because Hawaii is all about, you know, it's so small here in Hawaii. It is. You know, our resources are freaking tiny. It is. It is. And, and imagine me waiting in line with eight of my homies and and they're buying every pair and it's like... It, it looks gross. Like, damn, yeah. how about me? You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, you but know, we so do I, know that shops do this. Like, they, maybe the head guy won't go, but they'll send employees to wait, you know, and they'll pay you X amount of dollars. I've heard stories. Yeah, yeah I've, so I've, I've heard seen, stories. I've seen things like that too, so... You know? It's unfortunate, but I mean, again, that's part of the hustle. Uh, it now is what people, it is. Yeah. Now, now people kind of hide in the dark more, and they just utilize bots and stuff. So it, it's less vi- seen, so you don't get yeah, as much yeah, flack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's one of the nice things about Hawaii too. Is once you're, it's since it's such a smaller community. If if you mess up in a line or you act up a fool in the sneaker community over here, <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of done, man. Like everybody knows you at this point. So it's oh, it's man. a blessing and a curse. But that's why John has always been very. Uh, uh, I guess true to a truest like literally like everybody knows him as like you know the reputable person and stuff and one of the cool things is even though we have uh, limited resources like you just preached right now even though we have those limited resources and even though there's only X amount of customers and stuff available in Hawaii or a finite amount of resources John still gives uh, shout outs and stuff to the shops that are trying to open up which I think is pretty cool because that's if, if there's competition that's opening up, usually you wouldn't want to like be like, oh, you know, like use your massive audience already and say, hey, look, there's a new shop over here. But you're like, you're for it, you know, like, hey, check them out, you know, this is sick. They opened yeah. up a shop over there. I've, I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, if if a new store opens up, I try my best to go there and buy their their company t-shirts or whatever, you know, right, I'm not right. trying to be the bigger guy or hey, look, look, hey, everybody here, uh, look at me. I'm, I'm over here, you know, there, yeah, uh, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. competition, but. You know, I mean, like, 
It's always low key that you do it, but I I'll I, just go I and buy notice. a shirt, you know. And yeah, say, I take notice. And yeah. say what's up to them and stuff like that. Well, I mean, I mean, the Hawaii Vault opened up at the Purridge, right? Did um, they? See, I haven't been out in a while. Yeah, and then my daughter was there for like a butterfly e- exhibit downstairs, and and I looked upstairs and I was like, you know, what? I think they're here actually, Hawaii Vault. So me and my brother-in-law went. I mean, you know, just tell what's the up. shop. Yeah, yeah, I'm it's clean. It's nice, clean. Just sneakers and Supreme? Uh, sneakers, shoes. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, sneakers, shoes, clothes, Oh, okay, stuff. okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's similar <laughs> to yeah. every other Yeah, thank of. you for saying that. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I try my best to go there and buy I, their t-shirts at least. Right. Yeah. And see, so that's things that I take notice of at least. And I'm hoping, like, I think other people take notice of it as well. But it's never, like you mentioned, like you flaunt it directly. You know, like you're not saying, hey, you know, I'm doing my best for the community, bro. Give me the, those uh Points, you the know, like, points. Yeah, yeah, nah, we need those points. <laughs> no, nah, it's yeah, always yeah, like yeah, John yeah. in the background of like a <laughs> picture, like creeping in the back, like supporting, and I'm like, hey, there you go. <laughs> if they're lucky, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's one of the uh, beautiful things, man. And yeah, as we kind of wrap this up, I just want to get your take. Do you? What is your thoughts? I guess of like new resellers getting into the scene and stuff. A, a lot of people over here that listen to me or you know watch my channel and stuff, they're they're trying to do it themselves. You know, open up a shop in their house. Starting up selling re- uh, selling shoes on Gold or StockX. Do you right. have any tips? Like, what's the best way to go about doing that? If you're like a young person trying to come up, or you know, you want to be into sneaker resale, um, and you want to do it the right way. I should say that. Emphasize that. Man. What's your tips to do well, it the right way? The right way into being a private seller without yeah. a storefront. Yeah, without a storefront. Do you know? Because you haven't done that in a while. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um. I know s- someone came in not too long ago, and we we're discussing about new shops opening up today okay um you know i think oh yeah there's a guy from new york or something he came in and he was you know telling me like oh truest hawaii is known in new york blah 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 and then he was saying um you must have crazy bots oh or, you must have like great backdoor action you know All right um which is neither um and i was just telling him no man we don't i've never used a bot like no it's just you know we just when we opened up we got lucky you know um we opened up just on relationships like building mm. relationships and then to this day we still have people from day one um strong relationships and now we're like great friends you know and we take care of each other and they bring me a lot of stuff and there's another guy he he has a, a awesome connection in in the east coast and he brings me a lot of shoes as well so mm, so really um i think that can transcend though even if you can, don't have yeah, a storefront yeah, I guess so i would yeah. say as a private seller those relationships are still important right yeah i guess in terms of trying to get connections i would just tell everyone just try your best to be honest there you go um maybe it, it won't work in your favor at times but you know at at the end i think people will start to see that and when it comes down to supporting either that guy or this guy, they'll they'll look at who they can trust, mm-hmm. right? If they can't trust you, then why would they give you product to sell or even good sell point. you product? That's a good point. Um, I mean, and that's the best I don't know way if to that do it. That makes sense. Yeah? No, it because it, it money is sense. money. You know, pe- people will do business with people even if they don't trust them. You know. And relationship building is free. Uh, bots, you have to pay for you know all of the stuff that yeah, it takes yeah, to yeah. start a bot. Backdoor, you probably have to pay the guy at the back door. Relationships, it doesn't take anything. True relationships, you know, like yeah, 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 yeah. So that's free. So if you guys are starting off, I say that's always the best way to go. Create connections. Anytime you make a sale, make sure that you try to keep that customer for life. Because if they keep coming back, that's continuously a sale, right? I mean, yeah. Just show love. I, I don't know. But that's the mentality of like a store owner, though. It should well, be the mentality me, of anybody. Of everything, yeah, I guess. 
Yeah. But for like private sellers, I guess they would have a different approach maybe. Maybe because I, I guess you could just do it all online through GOAT so you can be a little bit more in the background. But Right, 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 right. I don't know. I always try to – my thing has always been like – because I try to focus on like helping the youngest guys who have like what I started off with when you only have like, okay, my budget is – Three hundred dollars. That's all I can start with. Three hundred, right? Right. How, so it's one shoe at a time, is what I always preach. Sell one shoe at a sh- time. Don't try to sell like a lot. Um, and then always, it, 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 like, <clears throat> it's always try to find the ways where you can save money the most. So if you're trying to sell on like these apps and stuff, it's easy, but right. you're losing eight percent or whatever, twelve percent, whatever it is. Right. Every for time. sure. eBay fifteen percent. So the way to make the most money would be to sell locally. So if you have right. a Facebook group or like Hawaii sneakerheads we have right, over here, right. that you take zero fees on that. You don't need to pay for shipping costs. You know, right. it's all cash transactions. You don't need to. Well, I'm not going to say that because IRS, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but cash transactions are nice. You know, <laughs> so it's People just have always cash. People have cash. Exactly. So yeah. just do do transactions that way because you save the most money that way. Because fees and stuff will eat at your pro- overall profit. Shipping costs, people don't realize it's like two bucks for a cardboard box plus tape right. plus low, uh, you know, the label and stuff. It adds up. So if you're trying to like really start from scratch, then you want to try to sell locally, which means relationships super important. You know what? You're right. And I'm thinking about Gusto the Ninja over in Tokyo. Um, yes. He he does private selling, right? And he has a website and everything. And yes. He he actually, I don't know if if you're trapped on time, but he he. Oh, we're good. Uh, when I visited Tokyo one time, he hit me up and he took me around for a whole day. Really? And he he said, you know what? I'm gonna take you around and t- and show you what I do. Oh, and crazy! I was, like, I was like, shoot! I know so that guy. Me, or, he, yeah. he took me to all the spots that he visits, and he meets with all the owners. The owners come out, they take care of him, and they sell him shoes before they put it on the floor, or put it on their own website. Dang, so he puts in the so work. So he gets he gets like the first dibs, right? You know, um, and I guess you're right. The relationship is very important. Yeah, you know, it's all about keeping the relationships, being honest taking care of that person, you know? And he always came across as that kind of person too. Gusto and the and Ninja, that guy's constantly, he always got shoes. Like, I and it's always like the rare stuff too. All these rare stuff. Yeah. Like this. So he does have great connections. And there's a guy here also in Hawaii that you also know that, mm-hmm. no names, but he, he he's a straight up hustler, you know? Yep. Um, and he's all about respect. Yep. He's all about taking care and treating this person with respect saying thank you always and, and he's killing it and yeah. he's he's killing it on the low like mm-hmm. big money kind yep. yeah but it's always on the low very very low and i've, I've hinted on the channel and you know him times. guarantee i've hinted on the channel multiple times about this person and i say he his collection is ridiculous like it's not even comparable to like yeah. the other yeah it's just it's so far and away but he's has zero social media presence zero in terms of that sneaker stuff, zero. Yeah, Absolute exactly. Zero. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which but is crazy. But if you ask him, he'll be humble. He'll be like, nah, 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 yep, nah. You know yep, what yep. I mean? Yep, yep. Oh, you got three Paris. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Small kind. Hey, that's you mean? too. That's you too. Nah. That's why you guys get along so well. <laughs> yeah. But I guess our relationships is very important, man. Yeah. Being, so, being I mean, honest, yeah. that's the free advice, guys. It sounds cliche, but definitely I think that's the way to go about doing it. Um, that's how Truist built up their amazing sneaker store in Hawaii, and they still stay true to that today. So, yeah. you know, thank you. So- <laughs> Knock on wood. John is very superstitious as well. He's <laughs> the one thing you'll see when you walk into the store. He's, he's a great guy, though. Uh, I do highly recommend if you guys are in the area, obviously make sure that Truist Hawaii is one of your guys' stops if you guys are into sneakers. Even if you aren't into sneakers, it's a great place to just come and take pictures and look at everything because you will see a lot of rare stuff that you won't see other places. Like, he has a crazy collection of dunks. He kept selling the dunks even when the dunk hype wasn't here which is one of the cool things uh 
All of that stuff matters, guys. Check it out. Additionally, check out the website as well, truesthigh.com. Uh, do you sell the socks and stuff on there and your merch? You better sell the socks on uh, there. True socks is on there, and that's what's been very consistent. Um, a lot of people love our socks. Dude, it's, the it's socks, so funny. The socks are um, crazy. So they're no-slip socks, super affordable. They got the truest branding on them. They're, they're, I don't know how, what else to prop, like, they're just awesome. And we do have our merch and hopefully um, f- future c- collaborations because um, we haven't even done one yet. So we're very picky. So hopefully this one goes through. Well, it's because he does, uh, it's also because the quality of like the thing that you guys use and stuff are really good. Like you don't want to sell a bad product. Like the shirts and stuff, always super comfortable. That's why I buy them because I'm like, I love yeah. this. Socks, it's super good. So yeah, just check it out, guys. It is all on the website over there. Uh, please do not ask for more uh content on the website the man is working he's a dad <laughs> coming he's coming <laughs> let, let him breathe a little bit guys let nah, him breathe. Man, i gotta step it up i gotta <laughs> step it up man well I, thank you so much for coming on john i appreciate your time thank you Bryson. i always love going to the shop and stuff and yeah we'll, we'll definitely be in there soon with the camera and we'll do another vlog soon yeah thank you so much man no problem yeah, yeah. thanks yeah. for all, all the love bryson of course honestly. of yeah. course so yeah again uh check out truest hawaii uh their socials will be linked in the descriptions of wherever you guys are listening or watching spotify apple Podcasts, or youtube um check them out on their website truesthigh.com and check them out when you guys visit Hawaii Uh, until next time uh, guys though thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the next podcast shoots thank you big dog